dear friends and welcome back to the Through Nature podcast. Um, as is tradition now, it's been quite a while, um, but you know, it's an, considered a nice surprise. Um, <laughs> and this is my first podcast from my new life in Laos, so also premiere in that sense. Um, yeah, I've been pushing this one away quite a while for different reasons that I'm going to get into later as well. But uh, here we are. So as per usual, let's take a couple of deep breaths in order to arrive in this space together. And just feel your body and all the thoughts that might be going on in your head. And whatever happened today or will happen later, you know, try to just be here. Um, there's enough information here in this present moment to focus on. And with that, let me let me go on um, by just saying a, a quick note on these irregular podcasts, um, which will actually lead us into the episode. Um, you know, before starting this podcast adventure during COVID, I... I gave myself the, let's say, the structure of having no structure, of just publishing something when it comes to me by, you know, expressing some ideas if they come to me and not, for instance, by saying, like, every Saturday at 7 p.m. I'll release a new episode. Um, that was not the goal. And um, these recent months I've been... Well, I didn't have anything to say, really. And was going through my own processes. Um, so, um, yeah, just a note on that, that this is like an organic process. And um, thank you for, for still being here. So, this episode, um, titled The Life as a Gift, kind of came to me through this process, which for me means r removing myself from... Uh, kind of the who, like everything that I've experienced these past few years that was a l like there was a lot of beauty but also a lot of difficult stuff um, most fervently and recently with the passing of my mom and the the kind of the sickness that you know came before that and me being kind of a primary caregiver and I mean yeah that's just been I think the it just marked me this experience so i'm still of course kind of processing all of that and in that sense it's interesting how here um being thousands of kilometers away from home um this opens up kind of a lot of space for that process um so for instance this morning i walked in the supermarket and i actually felt great i just had a coffee and walking around and do some grocery grocery shopping and and it just hits me like this this outburst of of emotions that I just wanna sit somewhere and and cry like <laughs> and i I never had that at all like it's pretty astonishing to me, and this has been quite a recent um thing, but it feels very healing um because it just feels like there's this this storage of stuck energy and, and grief and hurt and confusion that like the wisdom of my body knows okay i will release it in little bursts 
not too much at a, at one time, but you know, periodically. And it's funny because it seems to always happen on the what are supposed to be very relaxed uh, Sunday mornings, <laughs> and then they turn into a pretty intense um, session on the couch. But yeah, this morning was fine. But this is also how this episode came about. That I was taking a train for an hour or not even 50 minutes and even those little passages from one place to another always kind of seem to open these doors um, towards this stuckness and kind of the the routine that I think our systems use to protect ourselves as well from the deeper traumas and, and difficult emotions that we still often carry with us for a long time. And so while these experiences are, or these outbursts of emotions for me are not per se enjoyable, um, for someone that, you know, for years during adolescence and early adulthood wasn't able to really feel deeply into those, you know, because I didn't have the tools to, to process all these difficult emotions, you know, I realized this is a real gift. It feels like a gift. And and that's what uh, this episode will, you know, just extend a little bit more on. Um, and yeah, it might be a, a bit of a deeper one, but <laughs> uh, stay with me here. Um, so yeah, basically what has crystallized for me going through um, this, well, I don't have a better word than process, so I'm just going to stick to it, um, is that being given life, experience, sense perception you know these very basic things of well being alive it's like the grandest gift there is like you don't really need anything more it kind of looks preposterous to me to ask for more than just being alive that's what was kind of transmuted uh, to me just sitting there and looking out of the window of a moving train um so I think that if we can become aware of that, uh, that life is a gift, that we will transform naturally. And like an easy application of this that I've been doing for quite a few years now and which starts to really kind of pay the dividends now is to just count your blessings. You know, So every evening I write, write down at least three things that I was grateful that day. You know, again, it's a pretty cliche thing and it might seem like, oh, that's cute. But it has completely changed the way my mind perceives life because it really seems like it's looking for all the gifts and the positive experiences and the love and the laughter and they stay with me longer. Um, so, you know, just, I don't know, having an able body, having a good friend, a fresh breeze on a super hot day, especially here in Southeast Asia, <laughs> Um, or a cold drink after like a bout of exercise. Um, I mean, these are pretty obvious gifts. Um, but even the hard stuff, which we might call negative and that often in our societies are kind of frowned upon, like heartbreak or some kind of loss. I, I don't know. It became so clear to me that these are also gifts. And these are often even the, the bigger gifts because they open doors. And that's where, again, my concrete example of, for instance, my mom passing away um, and how kind of outlandish that seems 
to consider this a, a positive thing or or a gift or at least not a black and white thing as only bad you know it was pretty interesting to me um because the doors that this has opened in me is pretty incredible to be fair um it has softened me it has humbled me it feels like it you know makes room for life and and more love to flow through me um and actually shower me sometimes with so much love that i it's like hard to even take it um and this is just like spontaneous on the couch you know sunday afternoon whatever um so yeah i've been just reflecting on on that and how this did not happen when quote unquote everything was good and easy you know um yeah this experience and all the other stuff and you know it doesn't have to be something grand like this or or let's say dramatic like that it can be i mean we all have shit in our life that we've experienced or are experiencing but for me it's also been a great reminder to you know work towards developing that security and that peace and that comfort in my own being you know so that so that i am prepared so to say when shit hits the fan um and also i'm getting better at prioritizing self-care and healing and saying no and taking breaks when i need them or taking it very slow um or you know the the healing qualities of spending time in nature or questioning my lifestyle and my beliefs and is it you know actually serving me so again in this way this has just opened so many doors the suffering has been the impetus for like a positive change and like it carries this huge potential for growth um that's my my feeling sense of that um so yeah um just reflecting briefly as well on the nature of grief specifically because i know that quite a few of my close friends as well have have experienced uh, the loss of of a loved one or a loved being um but do you see how you know spending even one minute with a person that we love is a huge gift because it will end you know you will not be able to do that forever um so don't brush over these experiences of like family time or meeting a friend for coffee as like you know um i don't know some super fluent like superficial kind of things it's like this is a deep deep valuable meaningful experience um and so in a way the hurt and the grief of losing someone is just a reflection of the love that you felt for that person it's like it's the same it's the other side of the same coin um so so yeah in a way i've been moving closer to the cliche statement that like love is all there is because it seems like everything's just like a flavor of or a nuance of love you know and even hate is often it it seems pretty clear to me that is just a form of like unprocessed grief and hurt and anger or a lack of 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 the feeling of being loved you know um which is being expressed which is being carried outwards because the the healing is not available at that point um so yeah that's that brings us back to the topic so again once you you use um the good experiences but especially the bad ones in life as a as grist for the mill as they say and learn from them 
uh, I don't know, I have really realized how, you know, my cup started to fill up and it makes it more and more natural um, feeling like I want to give back now and I want to serve others and help if I can. Um, and to kind of, you know, accepting, appreciating and then returning that gift that I feel I've been given to by just existence, um, you know, and maybe helping others to realize that, uh, that life is a gift and not necessarily a drag. <laughs> um, it's like a full circle kind of thing, which, I don't know, gives a lot of, or I think will give a lot of purpose to my life once I've, you know, embodied this deeper, because this has been a, a pretty recent kind of realization for me. Um, but yeah, just personally, in, you know, my long-term goal is kind of to to uh, do work, let's call it work, that is aligned with this heartfelt sense of what I'm here to do, of refining that vision, of learning from all my encounters and experiences and to just play my individual part that only I could really ever play because only I have ever had this specific experience, set of, you know, context and... Um, yeah like we are all in that way absolutely unique um, and we all have unique gifts to give as well and these can be tiny or huge you know it could mean you know feeding the world with some innovative approach it could also mean just rebuilding that relationship with a parent so scale doesn't matter here um, there's no better or bigger here um, this can be a tiny scale and you're still doing your work and it's perfect um, but yeah see how this can become like a positive reinforcement thing like you realize the gift you savor the joy that flows from it from life and then you spend your own life extending your own gifts which in the best case will empower others to do so as well and now you're creating and you're contributing to like a to a con in a in a conscious manner and in a wholesome manner to the world and you're not any longer perpetuating suffering and, and closing down and, and, and unconsciousness because you're kind of stuck in that energy and you haven't realized again the gift of being here as this particular form which again is unique. There's no one like me. There's no one like you. And we sit around in victimhood and blaming others and having a hard time and moaning and bitching the whole time. <laughs> me, I mean, I do it all the time as well. Um, this is not a preaching situation. This is me looking at myself, basically. But I think we all do it. Um, but yeah... Once you start working on transcending that mindset of scarcity, limitation, insecurity, victimhood and despair, you're going to realize that these are actually the gateways into joy, into love, into compassion for others. Because it is our common humanity to suffer and to struggle. And if we stop shielding ourselves from it, but embracing it, you know, we can hold out a hand for those that haven't been able to, to do so yet. So yeah, this is how I want to operationalize m my love for life, you know, to make it concrete and make it something tangible. Um, and I, th I feel like this is only, 
indirectly limited by our privilege and our status or our wealth because again every act no matter how small will kind of ripple across this ocean um so you kind of never go al alone through something painful um but you go through it for all of the lives that you will touch afterwards because your pain our pain is what connects us to every other being in the world so let's honor it um, that's my invitation so yeah as long as there is a uh, one bird singing a wave crashing into the shore or a star shining in the sky i feel like existence should be witnessed with a sense of joy and gratitude like what else is there to do really um, and i am really really i'm aware that there are so many reasons to hate the world but choosing to love it despite all of that despite everything like we would love a child that you know throws tantrums um, is a revolutionary act i believe so yeah this was my invitation to you um and let me just end by saying that I have hesitated a lot with kind of actually recording this episode. The ideas came to me like weeks ago, but, you know, I mean, partly for personal reasons, but mostly because I felt like, you know, is this not inappropriate with all the crisis going on now and all the suffering and all the tragedy? Like it felt kind of outlandish for me to come on here and talk about how beautiful life is. And, you know, but then... I was like, no, like, I think this is exactly what is needed. Like, if you want to start a revolution, let's say, I think more helpful than posting it on Instagram is to start developing that peace and that beauty that you want to see expressed in the outside world to start experiencing those within and to, you know, to nourishing those within. Again, it's a cliche, but... I think it's just true. <laughs> um, and that you only do by by starting, you know, to notice, by looking a bit closer, listening a bit deeper um, to existence, to life, to your everyday. And so if you don't want to fall into the trap of playing power games and ego games, and, you know, which it turns out is absolutely everywhere in society and is kind of corrupting the whole world, um, you have to learn to be content with what is. And we need to come out off of a high horse of thinking that, you know, we own the world and we should get everything we want and we shouldn't suffer and there should only be beauty and ease. You know, who says that? Who are we to say that, you know? Um, but yeah, being content with what is and seeing the extra extraordinary beauty of, of, of being um, then you won't need the other stuff and you will be able to put yourself in other people's shoes and um, yeah you will start acting from another another plane another plane um, of, of, of positive energy of more of a compassionate energy whether fear and hate and like a restricted feeling and you can even feel this in your body. Am I acting? Am I talking right now? You know, with all my body kind of bundled up and restricted? Or am I relaxed and open to whatever is going on? It makes a huge difference. 
Um, so yeah, I know this sounds all kind of cliche and maybe not that realistic or practical, but I hope you can appreciate how there is a direct link, you know, of all the crises in the world and and to a lack of awareness and of presence and and a feeling of lack and separateness, and that the antidote to these are actually simple: slowing down, quieting down the mind a little bit. And just perceiving the world with more clarity. Um, so yeah, it's an invitation to all of us to get out of our heads and personalities a bit more. And just rest more in this life. And yeah, just see how it will transform us. So so that's it from me for today. Um, I hope this made a little bit of sense. And thank you so much for tuning in today. And I'll see you next time. Uh, no one knows when, but there will be a next time. So uh, have a beautiful day. See you. Take an atmosphere.